Going Linux episode 404, Making Linux Installation Media. Welcome to the Going Linux Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy. And I'm your co-host, Bill. Whether you're new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you valuable information and advice that will help you in Going Linux. We hope that you'll find this and all of our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and open source applications and using them to get things done. If you want, you can send us feedback at our email address at goinglinks at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 1-904-468-7889. In today's episode, how to make Linux installation media from Windows, Mac, or Linux. Hey, Bill. Hey, Larry. It's cold. (laughs) (laughs) Turn on the heat. The heat's on. (laughs) It is winter. Yeah, it's also one degree where I am right now. I moved to New Mexico to get away from extremes. Apparently, I didn't do my research. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think everybody's getting blasted with this. Uh, well, except for you Californians. What is it there? Oh, we're we're getting blasted with cold as well. It's in the forties, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> That's so, cold winter blast for uh, for California. Well, you poor guys, you know, us New Mexicans. But no, no, I see 40 degrees. That's yeah. That's sweater weather <laughs> around here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we've established that it's cold. So let's yes. Ta- <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> making Linux installation media. So yeah, let's let's <sighs> do that. Yeah, and in fact, we've 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 talked about this on the show um, in the past, but it's quite a bit in the past, maybe years ago. And things have changed a little bit. We have new tools. We used to talk a lot about Unit Bootin, which we'll talk about here as well briefly. But um, there are better ways, yes. and uh, you know, there there are easier ways. these days (laughs) we like easy so when you want to switch to windows or mac to a distribution or version of linux the first step is to obtain a copy of linux in a format that you can install the new operating system Um, that format is usually an iso file Uh, so our tutorial on the following step how to install ubuntu mate the ISO file you download doesn't do you much good on its own. You need to convert the file into a form that will allow you to create a CD, DVD, or USB drive. That allows you to try uh, Linux without changing your computer at all, with an option to install it permanently uh, later. This episode provides guidance on how to create the installation media whether it's a CD, DVD, or USB device, that will allow you to just do that. It It's based on an article on our website, and you'll have a link in the show notes if you want to read it. Before we get into the step-by-step on how to do the installation, installable media is often referred to as live media because using that method, you can run the Linux distribution directly from the media live. Uh, This allows you to try Linux on your computer without installing, without changing anything at all on your computer. 
when you shut down and remove the live media, your computer is back to normal. The quickest and easiest method of installation is to use a USB drive or what's sometimes called a thumb drive, pen drive, or USB stick. You can also use a CD or DVD to install Linux, but this method is recommended only for the older computers or where the computer cannot be configured to boot from a USB device. The term burning an ISO comes from the early days when you would burn a CD with the installable image, creating a live CD. If your computer has a DVD burner and you have uh, blank DVD uh, media, here's how you would make your own installation disk for Ubuntu Mate or other Linux distributions. In many cases, they will also give you a live session for your desktop or laptop. How can we do that from a Windows or Mac OS computer? Larry, why don't you take that? Okay, well, let's start with Windows. I'll go into Mac OS in just a second. So this actually is pretty straightforward. For Windows 7 and later, any Windows will support the ability to burn straight from the desktop. Right-click the file and choose Burn Image. That's right-click the ISO file that you downloaded and choose Burn Image. If you need to use an older computer running Windows Vista or earlier, consider an application called Infra Recorder. It's a free open-source image-burning program that you'll need to install and follow the instructions there. But hopefully you don't have a computer that runs that old version of Windows or you're actually running something that is way out of support and way out of security patches and probably is infected with viruses and spyware. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so it's as simple as right-clicking the ISO file and, and burning it. Uh, so, of course, you need to have a, a CD or DVD drive that's capable of burning a, a uh, rewritable or writable disk. On macOS, uh, it supports the ability to burn using the disk utility that's built into macOS. You right-click the file and choose Burn Image, just as you do on Windows. So, what about Linux, Bill? Okay, so on Linux, your distribution may or may not provide disk burning tools, as many, uh, many believe it is an uncommon necessity these days. If you don't have one installed, here's a couple you can try. Bracero and K3B. Use your uh, distribution software manager to install these. Both are free and open source. You right-click the file and open the ISO file in the disk burning utility. And that's it. And follow the instructions from there. I don't like so, the instructions. I know. <laughs> so it'll walk you through it. It's a painless process for sure. Unless you've got a bad disc, in which case it can be very <laughs> painful. Just replace the disc and start over. Hey, I just want to, uh, for the people that are, are going to make a burnable DVD or CD, one thing to, especially if you're running an older computer, most uh, fairly modern computers will have a CD DVD rewriter, but some there's a, some of these older ones that it's only a DVD player and won't let you burn anything. So just keep right. that keep that in mind because that actually happened to me. I couldn't figure out why it would never let me, and then someone said, "Hey, 
you're a chimp. You only have a, a DVD player. Uh, it doesn't <laughs> rewrite. So, yeah, just something to keep in mind. Usually on the side you'll, uh, of the computer where the, this, the, the DVD CD tray is, you'll see some numbers like 24X, then 9X or 3X. That, that pretty much will let you know that that is a, a burner. And that is basically the speeds that it will do. It will play at 24X or write at 6X or whatever. But just, just, uh, be aware that um, before you blow your system out or you can't get it to um, work, that you might not have a, a, a DVD burner. Right. And the other thing to check if you do know that you have a DVD burner, sometimes the blank discs you use are uh, the problem in that case. So check your DVD burner and make sure that it is not specific to a particular type of blank disc. And examples of those are DVD-R, DVD-RW, DVD-plus-R, DVD-plus-RW. And those different types of media, uh, not so much in the more recent DVD burners, but in early DVD, DVD burners, they only would be compatible with one or two of those particular kinds of media. So take a look at that as well. And uh, la the last uh, suggestion, if you are going to use the, uh, a physical medium like the DVD, CD, is most utilities have a verified checkbox. It's a little slower, but it's worth it because that has saved my baking more than once when it, there's a, there, there's an error. It will write it, and then it will verify and say there's a bad uh, place on this DVD. So that will save you a little time sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's go into the more modern ways of creating uh, bootable media. Uh, let's talk about Linux bootable USB media and creating it on, let's start with Windows and Mac as we did before, and then we'll get into um, the Linux ways of doing it as well. Most likely, if you are considering a switch to Linux, you're using Windows right now. You can use a program called Balina Etcher under either Windows or Mac, quite frankly, to create a bootable USB media. We'll use Ubuntu Mate as the example Linux distribution, but this will work with any Linux that offers installation media. And we'll have links to both the Windows instructions as well as the Mac instructions that we'll describe here in our show notes. So let's go to Windows, the Windows way of doing this. So on Windows, you'll download the latest version of Balina Etcher. You'll double-click on the downloaded file to install. Uh, then you'll run the Balina Etcher application. Then you'll click on the Select Image button and choose Ubuntu Mate.iso file you want to use. Click the tar Select Target button and choose the appropriate USB device to write the ISO to. Finally, you'll click the Flash button uh, to begin the process. And it will show you a progress bar as it uh, writes the ISO to the USB. And then Etcher will notify you when the process is complete. Then all you have to do is you remove the USB drive and plug it into the system where you want to install Ubuntu Mate. All right. And on Mac OS, you basically follow the same instructions for Balina Etcher. If you plan on using a bootable USB on Mac, 
you need to erase and format your memory stick first using Apple's Disk Utility, which you can launch from the Applications icon and then select Utilities, or you can simply search for Disk Utility. After launching Disk Utility, insert your USB stick, which will then appear. If it does not, click View and then Show All Devices from the menu bar. Select the USB stick and select Erase from the toolbar or right-click menu. Select the MS-DOS FAT format and the GUID partition map scheme from the respective drop-down menus. So you need to double-check that you've done this correctly or you can lose all your data if you've selected the wrong device or the wrong partition. Then you click Erase. Next, you download and install Etcher, as we described for Windows. If necessary, open Securities and Privacy section in System Preferences and allow apps downloaded from App Store and identified developers. If this still does not allow you to run Etcher, click Open Anyway. Select the previously downloaded Ubuntu Mate ISO file, which by default is in your Downloads folder, and use Select Image to do that. Confirm Select Target is pointing to the intended USB drive, and if not, choose the appropriate device. Click Flash. To write the ISO to your USB drive, Etcher will prompt you for your password. Etcher will display its progress and inform you when the process has successfully completed, as we described for Windows. If Mac informs you that the disk you inserted is not readable by this computer, which it might just do after you've completed the creation of the ISO, it simply means that it can't read it anymore. And you want to make sure that you select Eject, not Initialize, or you're starting the whole process over again. To use your bootable media on Mac, insert the USB stick and restart or turn on the device while holding the Option or Alt key to launch Startup Manager. Click on the gold disk labeled EFI Boot, which will bring you to the Ubuntu Boot menu. If you can't boot from the USB drive on your Mac, Try burning a DVD. That comes right from the instructions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now let's move on to creating Linux bootable USB media from Linux computers. Here are the official step-by-step -step instructions for creating an Ubuntu Mate bootable USB stick using the disks application that comes provided with many Linux distributions. GNOME Disks comes pre-installed on Ubuntu 16.04 and later. This is the easy way to create a bootable USB drive. If Disks is not present on your system, you can install it from the terminal by using the command sudo apt-get install gnome-disk-utility. Download your chosen Ubuntu Mate image, make note of the location and insert your USB drive. Be sure it's visible in the file manager. Remember, this process will format your USB drive and erase all existing data, so be sure you've got your files backed up. Right-click on the ISO file and select Open with Disk Image Writer. 
select your USB drive in the destination drop down menu and then click start restoring. When it asks if you're sure you want to write the disk image to the device, click restore. You may be asked for your password for authentication. Enter it and click authenticate. GNOME disks will begin writing the image showing its progress and an estimated time uh, to completion. When complete, eject and power off the disks before removing. There are other methods you can use under Linux. We've mentioned UNET Bootin, and we've got step-by-step -step instructions linked in the show notes. And UNET Bootin is a popular cross-platform Windows, Mac, and Linux application for creating a live USB drive. We'll have a link to the excellent tutorial in the Ubuntu Mate community that provides step-by-step -step instructions for using UNET Bootin to create a live USB drive. Another application that you can use is Raspberry Pi Imager. And it's not just for creating Raspberry Pi images anymore. This sometimes overlooked tool was created originally for making bootable SD cards for the Raspberry Pi single board computer. It's available for Windows, Mac OS, and Linux, particularly Ubuntu. This utility can actually create bootable media any media, USB sticks, SD cards, etc., from an ISO image of any Linux distribution. It's very simple and easy to use. For Ubuntu Mate users, it's easily installed from the terminal as a snap. You would type in the terminal sudo snap install rpi-imager. And that's all there is to it. And you'll have a couple of buttons make it very, very easy to create your image. Okay, last but not least, the official Ubuntu canonical method for creating a bootable USB stick on Windows uses a tool called Rufus. We'll have links to this and all other methods we mentioned here in our show notes. And, you know, sometimes step-by-step -step instructions on an audio podcast are a little difficult to follow. We wanted to give you an idea of how lengthy these are or how short they are, depending on whether it's Windows, Mac, Linux, which one you're using. So hopefully we've been able to do that. And if you want the specific step-by-step -step instructions, our show notes for this episode, episode 404, have the information that you're looking for, including links to the step-by-step -step instructions from any of what we've talked about. So feel free to go there if you need some help. All right. And that's it, Bill. We've we've covered the step-by-steps as far as we can. I mean, we could have gone into the step-by-steps on the Raspberry Pi Imager or Unit Bootin or Rufus, but that would take us a long time, and those really aren't the preferred methods these days. Although I have to say, I've tried out the Raspberry Pi Imager. I've installed it on my Ubuntu Mate 20.04 installation that I have now, and I have burned USB sticks. It is slick and easy, and it works for any ISO image. It doesn't have to be Raspberry Pi related at all. As long as you don't mind seeing images of raspberries on your screen, <laughs> you're good. Yeah, I like uh, Bellina Etcher. It's uh, my go-to. It's simple to install, simple to use, and it works really well. 
Yeah. And uh, as you've noticed, uh, if you've been paying attention as we've gone along, a lot of the me- these methods, Etcher, Unitbutin, so on, they're all cross-platform. Yeah. So you can use them on Windows, Mac, Linux, but it essentially works the same way in each of these cases. So so good hey, news. Yeah, Larry, uh, bef- I know we were talking about the... Uh the burn it for Mac. And uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, you know, um, the new MacBooks are coming out with that new chip. Uh, which image do you, uh, is there an image for that, for that uh, chip right now for? Uh, no, I, I, there is not. Okay. And unless you run it in a, a compatibility mode programs that were native in the pre M1 chip versions of Mac operating system won't run. Uh, you can get them to run most of them in uh, compatibility mode. Eventually, those applications okay. will catch up. But as far as installing Linux on a, one of those Macs, um, probably not going to happen. You may be able to get uh, Bellina Etcher or something like that to work. Uh, if it's not already been rewritten for the M1, uh, maybe you can get it to work in the um, in the compatibility mode. Uh, and I haven't tried it, so I don't know for sure. I don't have an M1. Okay. Okay, great. All right, well, that's uh, our episode for this time, Bill. Our next episode, of course, will be listener feedback. Until then, you can go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe. We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done. And if you'd like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast community on community.goinglinux.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. 73. music provided by Mark Blasco at podcastthemes.com.